interrupting my typical day off of just sitting in a bathtub filled with waffles with whipped cream on my nipples. <laughs> very, very nice. Are you in public doing that, or are you uh, in the privacy of your home? No, I had a bathtub installed in a local park so I could do it in front of people. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. I feel like your email going off on your computer should be a good way to start the podcast. You just have that go off. Why does that always happen? I honestly don't get that. Because you get an email and it makes like what what, what pro- part of this process are you confused about? Like why does it register an email with like a bell sound to alert you that you got it? That doesn't make any sense. I don't need an alert. <laughs> Welcome to the Great Cody Show. Um, <laughs> I'm just starting on my own today. Um, how are you? I, I, I like this. Now I want to do something today. Like this is interesting. I, I want to have a therapy session on air. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm, t- yeah. To answer your question, I'm much better than last week. I may not sound it, but uh, I, I feel pretty good. Um, a, a terrible head cold. The worst of the pandemic has uh, beaten me down, but uh, I've clubbed it back, and I'm now winning the health war. The worst of the pandemic? The, my my worst illness of the pandemic, which I know, oh wow, put in perspective, uh, as 600,000 people have died. But I'm just saying, for me personally, it's the sickest I've been in the past year and a half, uh, the past couple of weeks. That's good that you're feeling better. Feeling much better, yeah. I don't sound it. My voice still sounds like shit, but uh, I feel good. <laughs> no, I do. I feel great. Um, I want to do the whole podcast today in a way that I know terrifies you. And I want to dive in. <laughs> I want to dive. I want to dive into the psyche of why it terrifies you. Oh, I don't know what you mean. We don't have a guest today. Um, we don't even have Yeti. So, uh, he's traveling, I think to Florida right now. So, so he's not here. <laughs> he's traveling on a jet plane. Don't know when he'll be back again. He's been working, uh, you know, he's on vacation already. Wow. Jeez. No, I'm kidding. He's actually not on vacation. He's working for us this week, but he is on vacation with his family. So he's not here for this recording. Wow. Imagine so that. It's just, so it's just you and I, we have no guests planned. You know, it's frankly a week we probably could have taken off if I'm being frank. How would you because, be frank? I love you as Chris. Because this is just a bad week for podcasts. You know, it's, we're com- it's the 4th of July. Yeah, so? Yesterday. And... uh it's uh, you, Frank. I know why you wanted to do a show this week. It's because the Levitard show is off this Monday, and you <laughs> like when uh, we have that Monday to ourselves because you think it's good for business. It, it couldn't wait, as we say. But uh, <laughs> I re- I reject the whole idea that people don't listen to podcasts on the Fourth of July. I just read some survey that indicated the Greg Cody show has become a part of Fourth of July Americana, oh, along with hot dogs, fireworks, and stuff like that. So <laughs> you know we're going to be right there in people's. Uh, Parties and living rooms and bedrooms and everything be playing, else. Like at, 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 at July Fourth parties. I mean, though, yes. even though even though this comes out the day after the Fourth of July, so everyone's celebrating on the fifth, right? Because at that's, those parties yeah. at those parties, <laughs> right? Sad. I mean, no, that's like nobody parties on the fifth because everybody's done, like partied on the fourth. So, <laughs> well, I'm partying both days, and I can tell you right now, you know, instead of uh, you know uh, patriotic music and American and country music and all that stuff. People are listening to the Greg Cody Show podcast. That's the soundtrack. That so, actually, that actually is a fun visual of a sad day after 
Fourth of July gathering where and the the thing on the docket is let's just listen to the Greg Cody show. Like that right. just sounds like I produce the show and that sounds like a sad afternoon to me. So <laughs> I just can't imagine how anybody else is feeling about that. Oh, it's gonna be great. And people are uh people are gonna be making bets, like drink bet. What's that drinking game where Dretz. if if somebody says something you have to take a drink? What's that game called? Um it's called a drinking game. Yeah, yeah, good, good, uh, good name. So in other I don't words, know. I don't know what it's called. It's it's just basically, yeah. You you basically when you're watching a sporting event or something, you right. make you know terms for when every time this happens, you drink, and that's yeah. It's right. So you what you have to do is you got to picture a big gathering because we can have big gatherings now without feeling guilty. So you got to picture a big a big gathering, and um and all of a sudden I happen to say you never know, and then a big <laughs> ev- ovation erupts. Because all of a sudden, everybody's toasting each other with a drink. It's fantastic. <laughs> I look forward to that. Thank you, and you're welcome. I mean, yeah. I, what what I really want to do today in this therapy session is really make fun of how terrified you are of just having a podcast where it's just us talking. I think we should really dive into like what you think this podcast is. Because I think this podcast is people that come here for Greg Cody. This is the mm-hmm. Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. They love them some Greg Cody. And our interviews have been good lately, and we have had a lot of interviews lately. Right. Um, but I just, I feel like sometimes we get too repetitive with, let's base an, a, a, an episode around a guest, where I think we should be more balanced, where sometimes it's just a couple of guys turning on some mics and being Greg Cody. I'll, I'll be Greg Cody, too. Yeah, you know, it's weird. We're pulling back the curtain on this podcast, because you and I have had this talk um, off the air over lunch or whatever. Um, it is true that we sort of have a difference of opinion on where the podcast should be headed. And, uh, I like, uh, it's a, it's a safety net for me. It, it's like a security blanket when I have like a 15 minute recording with a guest in the bank. And, um, <laughs> you know, I also love me a bell and a whistle. You know, Greg doesn't know movies. I'm on Greg Moore. A Jake. See, like what, like what is that? Why do you like that? I mean, no, those things are fun. And when we do those things, like, we I- do. We do plenty of those things, I think. So, like, if we're going to, like, I, I work on the Levitard show. So, like, I come over with thinking of, like, producing that show. And, you know, the way we don't have interviews every, like, there are times where it's, like, it's been too much interviews. Let's just do some show. Right. Where it's, like, and, you know, it's easier, I guess, with, like, we have a lot more, uh, more of an ensemble cast in that right. setting. So, I guess you wouldn't be as scared if there was six people in this Zoom. But since it's just you and I, maybe, like, I just think that sometimes the show should be... You being wacky and, and being Greg Cody. Um, yeah. And you're like, and I know what you're thinking. I can do that in a five minute window and then throw it to a, an interview with Izzy, which is good. That was, that was a good conversation, but it's just, you know, let's talk. We can always call someone later on your cell phone and then we could just say that's our guest for the week. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. I may give Levitar to call, cold call him and uh, see if he picks up, but, um, <laughs> which would really annoy him, by the way. Uh, you know, you she keep probably, using words like, scared and frightened i'm not frightened of uh of having a podcast that's just the sound of our voices but um, dad when we were talking this weekend in the text the group text for the show it was being pitched that it would just kind of be us this week you you were just like okay that's cool and then you were like what about tom haberstrow what what about uh the 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 nets writer that you just had on the love you know you were just like oh like that's okay but hey we could still have a guest Hey, could, could you and Michael do a Greg Doesn't Know Movies? You just mentioned the group text, and it reminded me to ask. A Grex. Um, <laughs> God almighty. Um, whatever happened to long-distance charges? <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, because 
Because back in the day, like if you sent a group text, like a group text to a nine oh four area code, yeah. anything but your own area code, yes. you got charged long distance. Wow. What happened to the long distance charge? I'm not being facetious. I'm asking a question. Um, well, I don't really know, and I never knew because I have always. If you called out of your own area code, basically, it was a long distance charge. Whatever happened to that? I have no idea <laughs> what happened to, to, to long you. distance charges. That made me you and a Michael Junior tweet that I saw the other day. That just reminded me also of the fact that it's crazy. I, the one thing that you, I don't even know if you're aware of this because mom handles a lot of the finances. The one thing that you pay for me still in my life is my cell phone. And he was like on Twitter talking about like, raise your hand if like, this is the one thing that like, you're still on your family plan with your parents. And it's like, really? the one, you're, you're a grown adult, but it's the one thing. And there was a lot of people on Twitter that were like, yep, me too. Really? So it's just, it's just funny. Like, like that's funny. Like the different worlds we grew up in where you had uh, long distance charges and I, you know, have never spent a dollar on my cell phones because my mom has always paid for it. Uh, by the way, I find it hard to believe that your cell phone is the only thing I'm still paying for. I just find that very hard to believe. Uh, are you talking about with all the times you babysit? Well, no, no, not that. I mean, that's a labor of love. Um, like, I have a feeling, I could be wrong, I have a feeling I pay for your car insurance. Um, no, I think, no, Chris, me and Christy pay for that. Is that right? No, I, uh, I thought I did. I'm glad I don't. But um, I, I want to mention something that we're doing this week, which is very exciting. It's a golf tournament in Lake Tahoe. Now, before I gripe about my gripe, uh, I want you to explain to people what this is all about, because I barely know. <laughs> I mean, we're going to play a golf tournament in Tahoe, and I'm excited because it, it's like I feel like we're going to kind of get the experience of what it would be like to be a pro. I, all, I, all I want is somebody walking behind me, holding up a sign that says my name in it. Right. Like if, that, if that happens, that is going to be a win. Your boys worked in some some practice rounds over the weekend, some like, trips to the course where I'm just working. I don't know why I said your boy when I'm talking to my dad. Like, that's something I would say to a friend of mine. Well, you literally yeah. are my boy. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, actually. When I say your boy, right. you, like, you're literally the one that I should be saying that's, it to. That's, that's right. But yeah, so I've been practicing over the weekend with you. Um, we're, we're getting ready and are you excited? How are you feeling about it? I feel like I'm excited to see you hit some terrible shots and hopefully not kill someone. I'm very excited for numerous reasons, which I'll get into. But first, I want you to explain to people how this PGA Tour event in Lake Tahoe, Nevada involves the Levitard show and you and I. Well, no, that's, that's what it involves. I mean, Stu Gatz was essentially invited and, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, we can give you a couple other spots, too. Because basically the way this works is over the weekend is the big thing where Tony Roma, you watch on CBS, the American Century Tournament. And all, like we're playing on the Thursday, just a one day event, like where it's an expanded field and a bunch of people who think that they're D-list celebrities going to play in a golf tournament is what I imagine the Thursday event will be. Yeah. And it's Greg Cody. Then like the, the, the big dogs will come in on for the Friday and for the weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Our fivesome is going to be cool. It's me, you, Stu Gatz, Marty Fish, and the lead singer of Earth, Wind and Fire. Philip Bailey? Philip Bailey, EWF. Wow, that's exciting. Are you going to like geek out with him? Like, what are you going to like, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to be, you know, playing around with him. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, uh, I'll start. I just, that sounded, you're, I just made it seem like you're going to be playing around with him. You are going to be playing a round with him. I will I, indeed. I had some weird visuals there when I said yeah, that. I, I also may be playing around with him because, <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, 
I'll start uh, when he's in his backswing. I'll be crooning Earth, Wind, and Fire hits at the top of my lungs. <laughs> the marshals will be running. I not want to explain the visual that I just had when I imagined him swinging and you kind of like I had you like in like crawling on your stomach and like doing it. Interpro- I don't know. Like I, that was a weird visual that I just had there for a second. Well, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this because. First of all, I haven't traveled at all in well over a year, year and a half. Literally, I cannot remember the last time I stepped on a plane or where I was headed. So I'm looking forward to that, just to get away and do something totally different that used to be normal. Yeah, um, it's a it's a boys trip. It uh, is. Anthony from the show's going. Uh, Whittingham, we're gonna get to see we're gonna get to see Chris Whittingham out in the wild. Yeah, fancy boy. Um, but it's, but we have like, we're not coming back till Saturday. So we have, you know, we're playing Thursday, um, and it's going to be fun. We're going to have that Friday, like the day after to just kind of, you know, hang out. Yeah. Well, obviously I'll probably be doing some work. We'll like be working, getting content out. I'm sure we're trying to probably get some content for next week's episode of the Greg Cody show. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that on this show, uh, next week, there'll be a lot of stuff from Lake Tahoe. Um, you know, perhaps. Uh, really bad snippets of interviews with D-list celebrities. Who knows? I mean, anything <laughs> maybe a quick, happen. maybe a quick, maybe a quick interview with Philip Bailey. I would love that. I mean, I'm I mean, gonna... I'm, I mean, I feel like after like nine holes, I feel like you're gonna feel like a little like like if he's friendly with you, you're gonna be like, hey, by the way, could, could I like just jokingly interview you right now? You could literally do it during the round. Oh yeah, no doubt. I will be calling him P Bale by then. I mean, we're gonna be tight. Um, P. Bale, I Bale. He, he can never. I, I want to. I just want to know. Now we have to. We need to just ask him one question: Has he ever been referred to as P. Bale before? I bet the answer is yes. That is great. Yeah, but we're gonna hit it off. I looked him up. Um, I knew who he was, but I, I sort of googled him and everything. And we're like the same age. I mean, hopefully he's a lousy golfer like me. I think we're gonna have a lot in common. I really do. It's the sight, the sound, the smell of it, morning, night, or noon. It's the feeling you're always welcome, and when you leave, we'll see you soon. It's the place you always go to, when you're with friends or you're all alone. It's the taste of Nellie's Diner, the place you feel at home. Step back in time when you step into Nelly's Diner. It's the only place in town to taste Wild Bill Cody's Bison Burger, deep fried in Nana's 100-year-old lard. Or try a tall stack of our award-winning PFBI pancakes. Dig into the signature Bang-A-Nothing salad. Or try an Uncle Dick footlong. Anything you want and anytime you want it, we got it. All served up with a free side of smiles. We are right where we've been for 60 years at 1440 Zagaki Street downtown. Nelly's Diner. It's the taste of home you never had because your mom sucked at cooking. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner that makes you feel that <laughs> What? I'm just actually now looking at your uh, email of like your little rundown here. Right. Because you were so scared. It's just a funny sentence. Nelly Corda bigfooted us. Right. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I, I reached out to her agent and to his credit, he got right back to me. He's like, no, she's really swamped and blah, blah, blah. I mean, she did just win a major. Yeah, I mean, she's that. 
I mean, if you know, if if believe me, if if Nance wants her in the Butler cabin, you know, she's going to be there tomorrow morning. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm Jim Nance or the Butler cabin, but uh, you know, that's such an odd place to have. I thought you were going to be like a Jimmy Fallon, you know, in the Tonight Show. I'm sure. Well, that too. Anybody named Jim or Jimmy, uh, she will be on with. But Greg, Jim Nance in the Butler cabin. You said that like that's like the saying that people say. Like it was such like just an odd. I know. You know and the only the, people that go to Jim Nance in the Butler Cabin is if you win the Masters. That's a good point. It's not like you made it seem like it was a place that's like when you've made it, you go to Jim. Like every like Denzel Washington has been to right. Jim Nance in the Butler Cabin. <laughs> it, also, it also plus out of context of the Masters, it, it also seems a bit tawdry. It's like it's uh, creepy. Like yeah, I don't like ever want to walk into a cabin and see a rocking chair with Jim Nance sitting there. <laughs> It sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> the Butler Cabin has a cheap roadside motel. Like uh like like uh the Rose the Rosebud Motel in Schitt's Creek is oh the my Butler God. Cabin. I need I need Angel Resto to make like a like a, a graphic of Jim Nance in this creepy butler cabin. Oh my god. There is that potential the butler cabin. Did you even get into pitching her the ridiculous thing we wanted, or were you more just like could we get her on the show? Yeah, could I get her on the show? Thank uh, God you did not pitch that. I mean, if right. you pitch the ridiculous thing, that's probably why we didn't get her. If if I pitch the ridiculous thing, I don't think the agent even has the courtesy to get back to me. But we wanted to buy, and if you were, if you're unaware, we wanted her to be the sponsor of Nelly's Diner. <laughs> right. But that offer, by the way, has been rescinded. I mean, nobody turns their back on Nelly's Diner. I wow. Was, so now we wouldn't take her. You're such a fraud. Well, I'm looking for other uh, famous Nellies. Furtado, Furtado, Furtada, Frittata. What's her name? Nelly Furtada. Nelly Furtada, yeah, the, the singer. Uh, she's famous, right? Yeah. That's she's she never coming on the show. She's you never. You think she'd align with Nellie's Diner or no? Uh, No. Okay. No shot. All right. Well, let's let's move on from Nellie's then. Um, I never finished my thought on uh, this golf trip because this uh, uh, foray was advertised to me as something free. The word right. free stands out. But then <laughs> tag, tag, and title, you know, I'm paying for my own flight, which is fine. But then you guilt me into doing all this clothes buying and, uh, because you're making me nervous. You know, you're telling me <laughs> I might have a caddy. And then I found out that's funny. Like, all right. So, like, yes, I did say, well, Dad, you would have shown up to this thing in cargo shorts and an untucked, like, unmatching shirt. I would have. Like, cargo like you, shorts and a t-shirt. I was like, Dad, we're going to be, like, at a thing where there's, like, people watching us. Like, you know, you should put a little effort into your outfit. And I was going to Dick's to, you know, you know, freshen up the gear, as right. the kids would say. Yep. And uh, we both bought long pants because I was, like, you know, kind of thinking that that might be a thing there. And I learned after, like, literally as we're walking out of Dick's, we both... You spent X amount of dollars. I spent like close to $200 and I'm walking out and I get a, a, an email from the guy basically saying that the Thursday event is, is more casual. It's probably 60, 40 leaning towards shorts is what the guy said. I'm wearing long pants at this point. I know. I mean, I think I am too. Like, I mean, so. I'm rocking those long pants. I went in the fitting room to make sure they fit. I never go into a fitting room. But How do we feel about a fitting room? Uh, I don't fitting like rooms. Fitting rooms haven't changed. No, very consistent over time. Yeah, they're very sad spaces. But um, my wife buys all my clothes for me, as if I'm a child. <laughs> so I literally, <laughs> I don't, I didn't even know what size pants I wore. I had to call her and ask <laughs> you her. You did. It was sad. 
I was like, I, I, you felt like my child. I was like, what size are you? And you're like, I don't know. And you had to like call your, your wife. I really don't. I didn't know until last month uh, what size feet I wear. But, um, <laughs> I mean, shoes. But, um, so I buy these pants and they're crazy pricey. I buy a shirt to go with the pants. That's crazy pricey. And then we're not renting clubs out there. We're traveling with our own club. So I have to buy whatever you call it, a shell bag or whatever that phrase a is. shag. That, a shag where the special thing protects your bag. A traveling case. A golf a traveling bag traveling case. case. I should have just let you keep describing it. Right. So I'm walking out of Dick's with a bill approaching $400 for this free round of golf. You you actually, you know, I'll give my dad credit. He bought my pants because we were paying in two separate parties, but they had a deal with the pants. Buy one, get one half off. Right. And the pants were 80 bucks. So we get up there and my dad, like, I didn't know if you read the sign wrong or you're just not great at math, but you were like giving the guy a little lip and you're like, these are both 40 bucks, right? And I'm like, dad, that's not how it works. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you, thought they you, were, know, you, guys, you thought they were both, ha- you thought they were just half off and they were buy one, get one half off. Listen, you got to read the fine print. And we ended up getting <laughs> gypped because one of the pair was half off, but it turns out that meant it only had one leg. <laughs> How come we don't have any sound effects on this podcast? This is going well so far. See, this is a podcast. See, this is a podcast, Dad, what we're doing right now. Oh, really? I didn't know Everyone that. listening to this thinks they're just hanging out with Chris and Greg. And they really are. And it doesn't have to be. Like, you always put so much stress on, like, we need a bell. We need a whistle. We need an interview. Like, it can if we're, if we're, if we're laughing with each other, if we're talking about, like, you know... Even though we were really talking, what are we really talking about here? Look at us. See, that's how good we are. We can just like shoot the shit about literally Nellie Gorda. Corda. Nellie Corda bigfooting us. Right. And we can make it entertaining. By the way, um, you began this podcast by saying you were like putting me under a psychological microscope because you said I was scared to do a podcast without a, a guest. So I want to flip that psychology on you and uh, put you under some truth serum and ask you the following question. Okay. And I want you to tell me the truth. In fact, Guillermo put it on the poll. Did Chris Cody ever actually really buy his dad a Father's Day card? Well, like, should you give the context of, like, why you're asking that? Uh, th- yes, I will I, I will give the context because that will allow you to uh, make up a creative answer that isn't quite no. Um, we show up at a beautiful Father's Day brunch whenever that was a couple of weeks ago. And you say, oops, sorry, Dad, I forgot your Father's Day card. Cool, no problem. Well, we've seen each other a bunch since then, including today, and I still don't have that Father's Day card. Now, I don't need, uh, you know, a $5 Hallmark card uh, for me to know you love me, et cetera, and so forth. But part of me thinks that you really just forgot to buy me a Father's Day card and, you know, that kind of thing. No, I did. You did? I, I, yeah, yeah. So and where I is it? And honestly, I blame mom for like me making like saying to you and like remember as we were walking out of the restaurant when i was like hey like i'll I'll get you the card later like it it, mom like you know as we're walking out of course in classic mom fashion like do you have a card for your father and i'm like oh shit no and 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 this is a bigger thing i have this is like not a personal thing for you i i I, the older i've gotten these cards like what a scam they are Oh, they are. Like it, They're it's totally just so expensive. And like, like, you know, like we all know we love each other. Like you end up writing stuff that you're like, you're kind of just pulling it out of your ass at the last second. Like right. no one's like really like, have you, when's the last time you read one of these cards from like, from anyone? And you're just like, oh my God, like, like you start crying because it's so beautiful. Like it's usually like, you know, what, what was I going to write there? 
you know, why can't I just say right now that I love you? Yeah. And that you're like, we get to work together. And even though you annoy me, you know, it's just so much fun. That's a, that's a beautiful audio card. <laughs> and you saved yourself six seventy five. So we're, that's we're, what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like, do I need to like, like, for, like we, we don't need to give, like you and I don't need to give each other cards. Like we can, we have to give cards for our wives. Like, you know, I feel like me and you don't need to give each other cards. That's probably true. Um, I want to, um, Veer off into sports for just a second because something happened this week. Uh, Why don't you veer into your microphone? Yeah, I'm veering right now. Um, Thank you. <laughs> okay, this is huge news in college sports. Uh, three words, name, image, likeness, NIL. Uh, it's the new rule allowing college athletes to basically barter their brand for profit. Um, I have some thoughts about this. In fact, I wrote a, a column on it. But what do you think about that, Christopher? Well, you know, first thing I thought of, like, when, we, when, when that news broke during our show, I was like, we need to make just have like a college athlete sponsored by the Levitard show. And I think we should do the same thing for the Greg Cody show. Like, right. it'd be f- awesome to see... Like, you know, a defensive tackle for Iowa who on the back of his shirt says the Greg Cody show. <laughs> well, a couple of people on Twitter. Is that how it works? I don't think that's how it works. Oh, I have no idea how it works. Um, but a, a couple- I think they can just, it, that's definitely not how it works. I do know that's not how it works. It's, it's, they can't have sponsors on their jerseys. It's for like social media, right? They can now post stuff and profit off of their social media accounts and just like individual sponsorship deals right like for example and and a few people on twitter have mentioned this that we should um get into a a financial arrangement with one of the new mexico lobos because greg's lobos in in the new mexico i think new mexico university of new mexico is the only college team that has the nickname lobos i think i will say greg's lobos have been the lobos for um 50 years so i don't know is there anyone on that team named greg I think is what yeah, we need to so find out. Yeah, wh- so what we have to do is we have to find a Greg who's a Lobo, and we have to enter into some sort of a financial deal where, you know, we pay him $50 a week to tweet out our latest podcast or something oh like that. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Yeah, right? I'm going to, I'm going to look. I'm going to scour all the whole sport, the whole athletic program Excellent. of the, the Lobos and find a Greg. Yeah. And, and I know we're big uh, in New Mexico, the podcast is. So mm-hmm. if there's any Lobos actually listening, uh, I want you to avail yourself because we want you. You know, we want you. But um, uh, this, this rule, I wonder if it's much ado about uh, nothing or not nothing. I wonder if it's much ado about what's going to turn out to be very little because I think what we've already seen in the first wave of some of these deals is that the big names, the the star quarterbacks, they're going to get endorsements. They're going to get money. Mm-hmm. Um, the backup long snapper, he ain't getting a cent. That's where we come in. Uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. And not only the backup long snapper, but, you know, the, the women's rower. Um, you know, some right, of the- but that's, I mean, that that's the way the world works. Right. If you want to, you know, get paid for, you know, sponsorships, you need to be someone that people know. Of. It's, it's like, it's, it's just how it works. Like, the, the, that's the, them to the breaks. Is that right. the saying? I was trying to be, you know, culturally relevant there and I had nothing. Right. But it's, it's going to, it's going to be very interesting to see if this sows the seeds of divisiveness within locker rooms because here the star quarterback. Well, these is kids already- were already, these guys, that quarterback was already getting paid. Well, like, who are we kidding here? Now it's just okay. a little more legal. Well, uh, let's not go there, but. Uh, you know, now the quarterback's already getting all the attention, all the interviews, 
uh, all the FaceTime on TV, and now he's also getting money. He's also getting paid, whereas ninety percent of his teammates are not. I'm, I'm with I'm you in like I'm with you in the, in that sport because it's such like a grueling sport that like that. Because you're right. It's not like they're all getting paid now. It's just sponsorship stuff. So it's like there are going to be people that aren't getting paid on these teams as opposed to if they they agreed to something where everybody just got paid. Right. So, yeah, yeah Plus, I mean, that. Like, but but like that, I'm with you like that kind of stinks for those kids. But it, like it, it shouldn't mean that this is a good step. This is a step in the right direction, even though there might be some hurt feelings. I, I agree with that. Uh, but some of these deals are, are almost laughably modest. Um, as an example, the Miami Hurricanes quarterback, Derek King, he struck a deal with uh, a moving company with the ridiculous name Hauling um, College Hunks Hauling Junk. Okay, he is now. I've actually heard of that. He is now the face of that company, as well as the face of a Tampa car dealership and a and a local Miami and area like, restaurant. How much did they say? How much he's getting paid for this? I think he's getting twenty thousand dollars. Per um, so he got like sixty k. No, no, I think he's getting twenty thousand totally. Oh. Uh, but he's already Derek King. By the way, he's been rehabilitating a bad knee injury for the past several months, and he has been preparing for this new NIL law because he was ready. He hit the ground running with all these deals. Uh, he partnered with the FSU quarterback uh, in another uh, business deal. Uh, he has his own website now that's selling, like, autographed footballs of his, autographed helmets of his. I mean, De'Eric King, if if he's as good a quarterback this season as he is a budding businessman, uh, the Canes are going to be all right because... Uh, and I he, guess, I was just going to say, like, who would want a De'Eric King sign something? But there's, like, a bunch of Canes fans out there that really would, I guess, they're not paying for it. Like, I don't know. Well, there's a mar- there, listen, there's a market for anything. I mean, I'm on Cameo, for Christ's sake. There's, there's a, there's, <laughs> That's such a good I mean, seriously, there's a buck out there to be an easy buck out there to be made for anybody. But um, uh, I just wonder. <laughs> That's such a good point. You know, and and but but in this case, look, UM is getting University of Miami is getting behind this all the way. They've started an initiative on campus called Ignite. That's going to help these uh, UM athletes brand themselves and make money from the NIL rule. But that's good. I don't, yeah, but I think there are pitfalls to be wary of. Um, you know, wary in it. If, Dad, if, let's go. If, Tell the people where the pitfalls are. Tell us. Okay. I just want to be real quick. Uh, if, if you're the college quarterback, the starting quarterback who's now got a, a foot on the business end of all this, is it going to take away your attention from class, uh, from football practice? I mean, it's going to be tough to. To balance all this stuff when all of a sudden you are a businessman uh, in the business of making money off your name. I just think it's a lot for some of these college athletes to absorb very quickly. So uh, it, it's going to be an evolving story that I'm interested to, to follow. I mean, that's that's true. I don't know. I, I just think that it's, it is more work, I guess, but I think it's still positive. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a lot more work. I, I, I think we're going to we're going to see uh, some other sides, uh, some other challenges to this rule that uh, haven't been reported yet. But We've kind of uh, petered out in the last minute or so Okay, this topic, I'd say. Right. Well, it's a dense topic. You know, it's not a, it's not a simple topic. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I also want to mention it reminded me, since we're talking about college football and everything, this college football playoff actually seems like it's going to happen. 
it seems like it's going to expand from four teams to 12 very suddenly. You know, I thought there might be an in-between there, but going from four to 12 is pretty dramatic. Uh, what do you think is going to be the, the effect of that? Because I have some, some strong thoughts on that. I've honestly given that very little thought, but my initial thought is more games. Good. More important games. Uh, more chance of UM getting into it, and that'd be exciting. Right. Um, you know, just, I, I don't, why would I want less team? Like, you know, it's, I just, to me, more exciting games to watch and bet on. So, yeah, right. in for that. I think of, um, because I'm in Miami, I think of everything about college football from the lens of the Miami Hurricanes and, and being a Canes fan. And what I think this does to a school like Miami, to a coach like Manny Diaz, is really amps up the pressure. Uh, because UM is one of those second-tier wannabe programs right now in terms of being a national championship contender. They're not there yet. And they've got a monumental roadblock in their own conference in Clemson. So when you had a four-team playoff, the hardest ticket in all of sports, there was a built-in excuse. Nobody's blaming Manny Diaz for not making the college football playoff this year, not when you've got Clemson to overcome. But when there are 12 tickets, all of a sudden, the pressure's on Manny Diaz in Miami. you got to get one of those. You've got to be one of the 12 best teams. Yeah, but why is that a bad thing? There should be pressure. There should be pressure on Manny Diaz. Like you just made it. You, like I, what you just said made me want it more. Right. So we can like, all right, let's. Is Manny Diaz a good coach? I'm not sure. So let's. You know, if 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 there's more pressure on him, that that's a good thing for me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it isn't a good thing. I'm just saying it is what it is. There's a lot more pressure. No, I think you're right. Like you're right because like now I think I don't think any Canes fan is like really thinking that they ever are going to make the top four unless they have like an undefeated season, but. I think they're just looking for a top 10 ranking, honestly. Like, that's right. what a UM fan is just striving for, just to, like, be in that conversation. And to your point, because in my mind, what you were saying is, is that the way the Canes have been playing the last decade is, like, their ceiling is, like, being ranked ninth in the country. Right. And and we get in there. So, like, that's, for me, like, let's do this. Well, <laughs> opening the season against Alabama is the the tallest mountain to climb right away. And if somehow, and I'm not saying they will, they're an 18-point underdog, but if somehow businessman Derek King can lead a monumental upset no shot. Uh, on September 5th. It, no shot. The the whole season opens up for Miami, but, you know, if <laughs> That's if a not, bold take by Greg Cody. Put it, put it in your column. Put it in your podcast column. Greg Cody says that it will shock the college landscape if the Canes beat the, the Alabama Crimson Tide. The the good news about playing Alabama in the first game is that if you lose, you have the entire season to climb back up. Uh, one of UM's uh, five national championships happened in a season where they lost their opener to Florida, and they came back and won the national championship with an 11-1 and record. So it can happen. You just got annoyed with me a little bit there. I could see it in your face. Um. Yeah, it's it's always annoying to be uh, to have a take made fun of. Dad, we've reached a point in sports punditry uh, on the air and off where you can't say anything ordinary. You can't. You know, everything has to be an outlandish. No, um, I'm just Stephen saying A. That Smith take. Hang on, what happened? <laughs> What's going on? You just said something that sounded like 
Siri, I guess. Hey Siri or something. My and iPhone just said, "Is there something I can help you with?" I didn't even. I ask think it he, yeah, like the, maybe you said seriously. Then you oh, just say like, take be. it seriously. That I think they, your phone heard Siri. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she interrupted you. Dad, it's a funny thing. If it was just, it's a funny sentence with the way you were like. I know. Yeah, it's, it's fine. But you know, I, I'm I'm just saying you really whatever you say is subject to ridicule um, on the air, and I get that. But if, if you dare say, "Man, that's going to be a tough game," there's going to be people going, "Oh, really? Oh, no, duh. You think it's going to be a tough game? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, and and I'm the one making fun of other people for doing that, except when I'm doing it and being made fun of. But if they do it, uh, yeah, it's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be a tough game, okay? Whatever. <laughs> you know, you're playing Alabama. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough game. Uh, but Alabama's due a loss. So there, UM, 48-45. Wow. I'm just kidding. I rescind that prediction. Wow. Huh? See, Dad, like, we're basically done with the podcast. Like, what? we didn't have a bell. We didn't have a whistle. Oh. We didn't have a guest. I, I feel like you're going to try to, like, squeeze in a bell or a whistle. I think I will. Like, I feel like I don't, like, I feel like we can't, like, you can't have an episode. Are, are you going to, are you going to call Dan, actually? So we can say, uh, did you, you say you were going to do that? You think I should? Are you too afraid? I'm you a, don't have to. I'm a little afraid, but I will. Hang on. I'll call him right now. Put, put the speaker on. Remember, and just say that we're... You know, we want to say we had him on the podcast. We don't want to interrupt you, but, you know, have a good weekend. Wow. Oh, boy, shit. I almost gave his, I almost gave his number on the live on the air. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, we got our moment. Okay. We got our moment. All right. Luckily, that was just an area code. All right. So, so uh, guests uh, on today's podcast include... Dan uh, Levitard's answering machine. Did it ring there? Was there a ring and then sent? Like, so that was denied no. or his phone's maybe off? Like, Dan doesn't seem like, you know what? I think he has you blocked. Uh, I don't think he has me blocked, but uh, I don't, I didn't hear a ring. That's what threw me off. I didn't hear a ring. All of a sudden, the recording came on. And by the way, it's not even Levitard in his own voice making a recording. I mean, take the time, you know? <laughs> you, mean, you don't Thanks have a recording. Right. There's no, actually, you do. Actually, you sound creepy on yours. Why don't Let's you call, actually, call my, call my, we're doing that. Yes, don't answer. <laughs> or like deny the call. Hold on. Deny it, Dad. Oh. Like reject it. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Shh. Hey, everybody. Not here or can't come to the phone. Leave a message. That, hey, What's everybody, cre- is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. Why We're doing this again. We're doing this again. I want the people to hear it again. Listen for the he- the the creepy, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Not here or can't come to the phone. Leave a message. You are seven beers deep in that. What? That, hey, everybody, is seven beers deep That's at least. That's a perfectly normal, hey, everybody. That is a creepy hey, everybody. That What a way to dismount. There's a bell. Was that a whistle or a bell? <laughs> I think there was a bell. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Honestly, we can say that we called Dan. I think we should tease in the episode, we called Dan Lebitard. That's true. We don't have to Live say on air. answer. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's do it. So, should we get out of here? Uh, no, I have one more whistle. No. It, it's called Mount Gregmore. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 
Here we go. Was it obvious that, do you think it's obvious to the audience that we had that planned and I'm like acting like I didn't know that was coming? Do you think like they buy that or do you think that they are like, Chris obviously knew that and he's just I acting mean, right now? We leave that up to the listener imagination, don't we? we tell no tales. <laughs> um, hey, this week's Mount Greg Moore is in honor of the 4th of July with the most notable South Florida athletes to have worn uniform number four. Teams we considered were the Dolphins, Heat, Marlins, Kings football, and yes, the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Quick aside, four sucks as a uniform number. Pretty slim pickings here. So why would you choose it? First, our honorable mention. This is so annoying. (laughs) Miami Marlins number four. Greg Colburn. Oh, all right. I'm in on this game. I like. Okay. I, I, I used to love Greg Colburn. Hey, I told you it was a rotten number. Um, Greg played here in 1994-96, but powered 45 homers. How do you search this list? Time. This list must have been hard to research. Plus, he's named Greg. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a professional reporter, my friend. Number five. You were just God. I just wish people could see what you just were doing. You were like a guy doing a show. You ever see like in a, when a, when a, when an artist is doing a concert and they're in the middle of singing and like you can tell they're having audio issues, so they're like playing through. Right, <laughs> but <that's> like right. <laughs> we just had a Greg Mo- Cody moment where the show is going, you were talking, but you had one of those moments, and I oh, I I heard it, but like I don't know if the audience heard it, but it was just really funny to watch you like push through in one of those moments. I am a real pro. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. Number five, Florida Panthers. Number four, Jay Bomeister. All right, here Solid defenseman who enjoyed a long NHL career, including 2003-9 to nine as a cat. Number four, Miami Dolphins number four, Reggie Roby. That's mm. right, a punter. A pin from 1983-92 to 92 of the high scissoring leg kick, arguably the greatest punter in club annals. Number three, <sighs> Miami Heat number four. Ronnie Cycli. Ah, first pick ever. Team center from 1988 to 94 and perhaps the Heat's first legit star to this day. Third in all-time club rebounds. Number two, strikers number four, Ray Hudson. Ah, But of course, friend of the show. Team's all-time leading scorer from the golden NASL days. Bonus points for his having been a Greg Cody Show guest. And now... Number one, Canes football's number four, Steve Walsh. He edged Devin Hester for this honor. Walsh led UM to the 1987 National Championship through 48 touchdown passes in two years as a starter. All hail the fours. I I don't think this sentence has ever been said, but man, I'm really longing for Greg Colburn. <laughs> Well, that, he, that, yeah. That's when you know you have a shitty list when it needed more Greg Colbert. It was the, you know who the you know who the the finalists were for the Marlins number four. Are you ready? Only you on Earth will appreciate these names. It was either Greg Colbert, Mark Kotze, oh. or Alfredo Amezaga. Why you should have had Mark Kotze? And why wouldn't all they should have all been in your top that you didn't you could, didn't have to go one from each sport? I wanted to. You're annoying. It's called Mount Gregmore. Yeah. Not Mount Chrismore. How about that? Yeah. All right. Thank you again, Mount Gregmore. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thanking myself, but um, <laughs> thanks to Mount Gregmore. Um, 
What did you think of today's show? Because it made me nervous, as you said it might. And, 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 and ha- but that you made you nervous on the front end. But how do you feel? Like didn't I feel like we did fine? I, I enjoyed the conversation. I, we were laughing. Yeah, I got to visualize Jim Nance as like a, a scary movie in the Butler cabin, in the creepy Butler cabin. Right. I I, I visual I visual I had a, a a naughty visualization of you and Philip Bailey during his golf swing. Right. Um, <laughs> What's the other thing that I was visualizing at one point that was really funny? Uh, I'm, I'm there was something sure, else. There was some funny. There was a few funny parts. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I'm um, now I'm picturing Jim Nance as the proprietor for uh, a national chain of butler cabins, and he's being <laughs> he's being sued by the masters, and it really turns into an ugly uh, an ugly scenario. But honestly, I want feedback on this episode for the 14 of you that listen to it because nobody listens to a podcast the day after the 4th of July. Oh, that's not but true. But for you 14 people, tweet your feedback at The Greg Cody Show about what you thought of this episode, whether you want more of just shooting the shit episodes or whether you like when we have a lot of interviews, um, more bells and whistles. Um, I, I, we really would be interested in your feedback because I like today's show. You know, I obviously want to talk to interesting guests and wacky guests and, you know, Chris Bosch's, but I think this is good to do at least once a month, just shooting the shit. I don't disagree with that. I, I, I found it uh, a lot of fun to do as something different, you know, as, as just sort of a, a curve out of left field, if that's a phrase. Right. I don't want it to be a curve. I want this to be a change up, something you use a lot. Okay. I like it. Um, let's, uh, let's say good night now, unless you're listening during the daytime and then good morning. Now say, all right, now, now you've said it since you said good night for some odd reason, you need to now put the podcast to bed the way you used to say like to me and like, as if you're tucking in yes. the listener right now. Yeah. So go you're, ahead. you're putting a Lobo mint under your pillow when you're dreaming big. <laughs> We're tucking you in right now. See, now you're, you're doing show. You didn't say that to me when I was five years old. Like, <laughs> like I want you to like be, be parental right here and put the podcast to bed. Okay, Christopher, you ready to go night night? No, see, you're not talking to Christopher. Oh, you know, I'm leaving this all in. You you're, said I you're, you were the five bit years is, old. The bit is you're putting as if you did to me when when I was five years old. You are putting the podcast and its listeners to bed right now. Okay, I'm pulling uh, the sheet up under your chin. Well, uh, cocoon you used to cocoon me. Oh, that's right. I'd love those cocoons. That sounds yeah. weird. I'd wrap uh, I'd wrap you up uh, on both sides and the feet, and it was like a, a, almost being mummified. As you I can't tell if this is I can't tell if this is adorable or creepy. Uh, 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 adorable. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to, to steal your combined words. That's a good way to end it, right there. There you go. But uh, thanks, everybody. Honestly, hope you all had a great Fourth of July. Enjoy the week. Uh, next time we talk to you, it'll probably be from Lake Tahoe, where I'm uh, terrorizing the lead singer of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Meantime, uh, thanks for listening, Pod Family. Uh, enjoy, uh, rate, review, follow, and we'll, we'll see you all next week, as always. A little post-show therapy session. I would have just ended the show on that laugh right there. I would not have gone back to, uh, you know broadcast three let's let's exit the podcast with all right folks the thanks for listening and a review rate blah 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 we'll talk to you next week when you gotta do that you're... we'll talk to you from tahoe next week yeah i wasn't talking like that but uh you know through the power of editing you can do anything you want kid that's why i pay you the big bucks that kind of thing leaving it all in all right i'm uh i'm gonna try levitard one more time
Hang on just a second. Hello? Dan. Yes? Hey, uh, you're, uh, you're live on the Greg Cody Show podcast right now. How does that make you feel? I was just going to ask, to what do I owe this <laughs> greatest of treasures, the rare Greg Cody friendship call that has no agenda? <laughs> Well, is this does this qualify in his agenda? I'm I'm just trying to um say hello to my buddy but make it a part of my podcast so I can get something out of it. Uh you're interrupt, uh, interrupting my typical day off of just sitting in a bathtub filled with waffles with whipped cream on my nipples. <laughs> very very nice. Are you in public doing that or are you uh, in the privacy of your home? No, I had a bathtub installed in a local park so I could do it in front of people. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Well, I really, <laughs> I'm visualizing that, and now I can't unsee it. So, thank you for that very much. I, you're welcome. What? Uh, do it for me. Um, your cough sounds deeply unhealthy. Well, I tell you what. Honestly, I feel much better. I, I can't testify on behalf of my voice, but uh, f today is the first day in like ten plus days that I've actually felt chipper and uh, giddy. So, um, so it's all good. We're uh, we're we're. We're happy about that. Hey, um, what uh, what message of uh, joy would you like to uh, uh, favor my podcast listeners with? Uh, go f yourself. I'm leaving now. Okay. Thank you. Good night.